Keep up with local news and events. Rich Larson hosts a daily newscast Monday through Friday, as well as updates and other community news. And it's free. Stop by KYMNRadio.net frequently and look for updates on our Facebook page for news stories and community events. KYMN Radio is 95.1 The One. Locally owned, independently programmed, 95.1 The One. WGoMutual.com. We are joined now by uh, State Senator Rich Drayheim from District 20. Senator, good morning. Did you have a good weekend? I did, Jeff. We had a hockey tournament um, up in St. Michael, and we played teams as far away from Alaska. Wow. So very good. Yeah. All right. How did the locals fare? Um, we took third. We started out strong and, and finished a little soft. All right. Well, that's still third isn't too bad at all. Uh, let, let's talk about the legislative session. We've got one week left in it. Uh, this is the uh, final week. The uh, session is scheduled to end next Monday, and, of course, we need a budget deal, so that's the big thing. Start, if, start off by just talking about what this last week has been like for you. I'm sure it's been hectic. You're on a conference, a couple of conference committees, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's you know kind of the hurry up and wait um, time frame. You know we're we're negotiating our conference committees, um, but without budget targets, it's kind of hard to to set your priorities. And so it's kind of you know we're, we're working, but we're we're not working really to finish because we can't because the leadership uh, they haven't come to terms on a target. So I don't know if that makes sense or not. When does it look like? Uh, I mean, once they have that target established, would, is everything else kind of in place? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you have some numbers to to bounce around a little bit, but uh, is there are there many sticking points in the uh, committees that you've been in? Yeah, there there always is. You know, everybody has their own priorities. You know, I, I write a lot of bills, and of course, my bills are are a priority for me. And other senators have bills that are a priority to them, and 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 we have a vested interest in them. So it is a, a heated debates, which is part of the process, and it's a good part of the process. Um, you know, I had a, a text exchange this morning from uh, the superintendent there in Northfield and uh, Matt Hillman, and uh, you know, he's asking for for money for education, and you know, I I don't worry as much about Northfield as I do the other communities in in my district because Northfield's the biggest community and they do have, you know, other funding sources, not that they don't need money, but there are other communities that don't have the tax base that Northfield has to help fund their school. And I worry more about them than I do Northfield because, you know, you guys are blessed with with a bigger economy um and, and you guys have a great school district there's other ones that are, are are struggling a lot more than than northfield but we'll have to wait for those targets to see if we can do his ask for a two percent increase uh for funding uh, because you know without without targets we don't know where we're going to put our money so it, it's kind of holding up everything and i hope uh, the governor's office and leadership in the house and the senate can uh, get together and, and come to a compromise and we can move on. You know, around the country, we're seeing state legislators, uh, le- legislatures, um, 
vote and sometimes enact on, on voting laws, uh, changing, uh, you know, requiring certain types of voter ID or, or requiring a bit more from the people who are casting their ballots. Where are we at in Minnesota? I know there's been discussions about that, but uh, what is your view on that, and what have you seen so far from your fellow colleagues? Well, we, we did have a robust discussion the other day on, on voter ID, um, and, and I we, we did pass it off the Senate floor. I did support it. Um, you know, I, I think if you think about it, you know, you can get a free ID. One of the senators got up, and, and after people were pushing back about the the hurdles of, of getting an ID for some people, um, Tory Westrom, senator from uh, northern Minnesota, is blind. He's a he's a Republican, serves in the same caucus I do, and uh, he just had to renew his license. It was fifty cents mm-hmm. for him to renew his license. Um, so that that's always been one argument: is the cost of an ID prohibits people to vote, and we don't want anybody who's not eligible to vote not to be able to vote, but just think of everything you need for your ID, you know, including, uh, in some places, vaccinations Mm -hmm. to get a COVID test, um, a fishing license. You know, when you go get a fishing license, you know, for me and my wife, I have to give them my wife's social security number plus our IDs. Um, you know, there are just so many different things that you need to do to have an ID. And I think we should know, um, who, who's voting. And there is a process in place if you don't have a ID when you go to vote, you, you would be put into a provisional ballot. And then once it's confirmed, then you will be able to vote. So there is a process in place already. So, um, you know, but it was a very heated debate. Um, but I, I think if you just think about everything you need a, a ID for, um, I, I don't think it's wrong to have people show an idea or prove who they are when they go to vote. Senator Dreheim is with us, District 20. Um, we have seen well, a lot of different things over the course of the last year with the, the uh, pandemic and everything involved with that. But one of the things also that's been popping up quite a bit more, uh, there seems to be an ebb and flow, and right now we're uh, we're on the high side, and that is uh, opioid use and, uh, and overdose deaths. There have been... Uh, uh, quite an increase, especially in the uh, metro area, uh, with opioid use. And I, I seeing that uh, today there's a, an article in the Star Tribune that uh, they have an outbreak of HIV within the homeless, and much of that's because of uh, uh, drug usage and uh, sharing needles and such. Is there any legislation out there that uh, is addressing this? I know it's been talked about for quite a few years, but uh, what's what's going on in that front? You know, it's... Um I think the encampments have hurt both areas. So I think the uh, HIV, I think on a typical year, we have like three uh, cases in that category of of people. And I think it jumped to 52 or 53, if I remember right, um, this last year. And, And if you look over the last year, we've had a lot of encampments you know, homeless encampments, instead of going to shelters, they're going to encampments. And, um, and I think that's reflected both in the, the HIV and in the um, 
overoid, overdose deaths in Minnesota because they're up 27% in, in the last year from, um, you know, drug overdose mm-hmm. for opioids. And, uh, you know, a lot of heroin in, in Minnesota, uh, which is, I, I understand they use a needle for, for that. Uh, and I think that would go along with the HIV um, uptick. And, and they're both scary. We, we've spent a lot of money, a lot of federal money have come in to help the homeless population um, this last um, 18 months. Uh, just enormous dollars. Um, and, and we've done some things with uh, um, some a lot of opioid bills over the last four years I've been up there. Um, but, but it is still, you know, the mental health drug addiction, uh, combination is still a factor we need to work on and, uh, do better. Naloxone, mm-hmm. you know, we've had bills, or many of bills, um, you know, to try to expand the use of that and get it, uh, available for, for more first responders and, and police and all over the state. Um, let's talk about the emergency powers. For the uh, governor, that has been a point of contention over the course of uh, the legislative session, really even before that. Uh, as we head into the final week of this session, uh, where are we out there? What What is the Republicans' stance on this? Uh, is it uh, lifting temporary uh, powers, executive powers, or is this going to be a permanent thing? What uh, What are the Republicans looking for, and what are you looking for in the Senate? Well, you know, we've, we've pushed really hard to to try to end the emergency powers. I mean, I think, uh, you know, flatten the curve to get the hospitals ready, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I think most of us agreed with that, but it's been, you know, well over a year, year and three months, I think now, um, you know, it's time to move on. And and I think the biggest argument is there, there's uh, about $30 million a month that come in for, I think the SNAP program, for under emergency powers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the governor's biggest excuse is here. We can get some free money from the feds if we keep the emergency powers. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I personally think it is time we, we end the emergency powers. If he needs to call another one, he can call another one. Um, but you know, we have the majority of Minnesotans, uh, that want to get vaccinated are vaccinated. Um, and hopefully they, people will still go in and get vaccinated if, if they think it's the best thing for them or their family. I had my second shot here um, a week ago. Um, it was my choice. You know, I talked to my doctor. My doctor suggested that I go get vaccinated because of my pre-existing conditions. So I went when it was my turn. I waited for the seniors to get theirs, and then I went in and, and got mine. Um and that's a personal choice, but uh, it's time. You know, we have plenty of vaccinations available. We had the hospitals all set up. We got the PPP or the PPE. Um, you know, businesses are, are ready to go. People are educated. There's there's no reason to have this state of emergency uh, and and all these executive orders. Uh, we can we can get back to normal, and that is, that is a big push um, and been part of the budget talks. And then on the flip side. Um, most of the House Democrats want uh, police reform more than what we did last summer. Um, that was bipartisan, agreed upon. Um, so th- those are kind of the two sticking points. One side is demanding, let's get back to normal, and the other side wants to do the police reform. 
So we're trying to work through both mm-hmm. of those issues. And lastly, uh, we'll let you go after this, but I want to talk a, a bit about, you mentioned those budget targets and getting some direction from the leadership uh, within the uh, state and the legislature. Uh, is that what, what is, is that just... What is holding that that up? Is it bickering within uh, the uh, p- the parties? Is it the federal government coming through? Are we uncertain about what we're going to get? Is everything done with that one point nine trillion dollar uh, package that the president uh, 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 approved uh, last month or a couple months ago? Where where are we at? And what's the holdup with that? Well, I think on the federal money, um, it's more what we can use it for specifically. So even mm-hmm. though that bill was 6,500 pages or whatever it was that went through Congress to, to spend all that money, um, there wasn't specific uh, details on how to run the program from a state standpoint. So we are waiting for guidance from the federal government on a lot of those pots of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the big difference is fundamental difference. Um, most Republicans believe that we don't need a tax increase. I think we've had what seven years of surplus and seven years of increased spending on state government. So while we're increasing spending, um, you know, I, I would argue what four, five, up to seven percent every year increase in spending. Um, we still have a surplus. And the, the, the House Democrats want a huge tax increase, and we're saying we don't need a tax increase. We've had surplus after surplus, even after this last year. With all the COVID mess we went through, we still had a surplus. Mm-hmm. And, and, a, and, a, you know, and the tax proposals affect every working Minnesotan, every working Minnesotan. So we, we are strongly opposed to that. And they want to increase spending, and and you know we would rather, you know, reevaluate what we're spending money on, and and uh, uh, make sure we're, our programs are working, and they're effective, and and go that route, um, which we should be doing on ongoing basis anyway. Um, but that that's one of the issues. So you bring up a good point. Um, you know that that that's a fundamental difference. They want to have these huge tax increases to every work in Minnesota, and we don't. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Senator, we wish you uh, the, the best over the course of the next week. I know it's going to be a, a crazy week up in St. Paul, and uh, we thank you for being with us today. We'll talk to you next uh, Monday. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, we'll see you. Uh, State Senator Richard Rayheim here on 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield. Uh, The Senator joins us every Monday at uh, 720. Our State Representative, uh, Todd Lippert, joins us every Friday at 720 here on The One. So be sure to listen for those. And if you miss them, you can always podcast them. Just go to our website or go to your favorite podcasting platform.